ASI, Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. My name is Rush Shaw. This is Season 6, Episode 1. I know. I know. I've never been the one to blaze a path. But I've never been the type that just gets walked all over. I don't normally overreact. But I just can't sit here waiting for someone to initiate it. I won't stand by and watch it waste away. Manifest with Firestarter. A new season? What will that look like? This episode, man, I'm gonna be honest. Big time honest. I thought you said season five was gonna be the last season, Russ. You know, I thought so too. Um, But I wanted to get back to some blogging and how this show kind of started getting back to the roots of what gave birth to this thing um there's more people listening now than there ever has been which is weird uh i didn't i didn't foresee that right but (sighs) being honest coming clean so to speak about uh my position uh, in doing this and, and where I've been emotionally, uh, my state of mind, my state of being today. I'm going to get right into that on the podcast and uh, season six, Shedding Intimacy Disorder. There's fire and there's light. Sense of something coming down this telephone wire, and there's wrong, and there's right. That's the closest thing to clarity tonight. There are songs I've seen that can make.
string band, and that song is called uh, Complicated. I don't feel like I was born this complicated either. And that's uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's getting into season six and approaching this from uh, uh, an intimacy disorder standpoint because. Again, this is my story, and, and that's what I share with you here. I'm not shooting or ought toing on you. Um, some people have listened and, and are inspired by my story and my um, my approach to this or my understanding, my uh, kind of not-so-purity-friendly approach to this. Um, and, and I appreciate that, you guys you guys listen and, and that this has helped you and and people have said some very kind words and, and left some good reviews uh, of the podcast on iTunes and, and the other places and I, and I appreciate you guys but again I, I, it's not that I'm throwing up a disclaimer but my life is different than a lot of yours um, I have I can get there on my own of Leon bumper right there. The song is Walls. When the walls come down, there's a new perspective and a lot of things change. When the walls come down, it's part of the chorus of that song. And it had me thinking about this journey of uh, whether it's self-improvement you're after or a different outlook moving forward in your life. You know, the door may have been marked for you, sexual sobriety or sexual integrity or different sexual ethics, asking yourself questions like, why do why do I do things, right, that are fueled by my libido or my sexual urges or, you know, like feeling like you're out of control in your own body. I've been there. I know what that feels like, and it leads you into, hopefully that's why you're listening, right? It has led you into understanding or an approach, or maybe it's just, give me the magic thing. I think that's most people. Most people start out with, I did, like, just tell me the thing I need to do. Like, it's that simple. It's not that simple, all right? That's why I play that bumper, because you're going to have to tear down some walls, man. You're going to have to tear down some very strongly held understandings and belief structures, what you know about relationship and security around yourself and understanding what makes you feel safe. Uh, these are the walls coming down. And yeah, it's uh, while I may not be on the same page with all of those Kings of Leon lyrics, <laughs> It's still a very beautiful song. Um, by the way, there's a playlist, a Spotify playlist that goes with this podcast. If you want to search for ASI podcast, uh, that's where it's at. So this sounds better, right? It's because because I'm on my uh, studio mic in the studio. What I'm playing for you, 
some of today and in the next uh, three episodes are me in my van just kind of pouring out my heart. And in order to make sense of it all, I wanted to divide it up into three different episodes uh, to help you understand where I'm at, where I was at when I recorded that, because I'm I'm in even a different place now. And I'll explain some of that too. This, what you're hearing uh, recorded a couple weeks ago, uh, the, the part... The other part, the part with me in the car, the part that doesn't sound quite as well audio wise, but again, is my is my heart kind of pouring out and emptying. I've been involved in a new kind of therapy called EMDR. It stands for uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So, and when I say new, understand it's not necessarily new it's new to me right this is a a kind of therapy it's much like what seth taylor talked about with uh some of the stuff he does rapid transformational therapy uh him and amy amy does some of this uh, as a clinician um the white raven center that he talks about in his book uh emdr is kind of like that but different all right it's less woo woo to use that word there's less of the uh the spiritual component there's more science behind it but it's very also it's it's body work it's energy moving even my therapist is like you know there's a lot of science behind this like there's really good uh, it works but people aren't really sure why which i love because that's some of this embracing the mystery right and and for what Seth and Amy do in White Raven Center and all the Christians that, you know, are are criticizing it for being pagan or whatever. Like, where do your fears come from? Like, that's something to to think about, too. Like, are you really afraid? I mean, Jesus said stuff about Beelzebub, right? Like, the devil isn't trying to heal you, right? So people walking away from this with transformation is a good thing. And, you know, uh, for folks to say it has to have some denomination or religious institution stamp of approval on it, um, I would I would challenge you to question some of that because Jesus was crucified by the people who were the institution, all right? <laughs> the institution elites running religion at the time killed God, like, so it's okay to question the systems and institutions, especially when it comes to this kind of work. You want to really see life change and transformation. Uh, it's going to challenge. It's going to challenge your own belief structures and how what they're built on. You know what their foundations are, how strong they are, why you put them in place in the first place, frankly, that you may be a part of as a Christian. And I, and I say that to my people because I would consider myself a Christ follower, although the word Christian has a lot of baggage, right? So just throwing that out there. Uh, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. So let me let me tell you why I'm doing a new season, why I'm talking about this more of a blog 
than what I did in the past. I think season six, what season six I was after was turning the compulsion into creativity and really getting you to think about tapping into your potential as an individual. And honestly, a big part of this was me working to motivate myself, all right? Uh, I have three books started that I haven't finished. And I wanted to say that a big part of why I started this EMDR therapy was I listened to a podcast by a guy. He was a guest on a radio show, and then they played the whole interview on a podcast, right? Because they don't have time on the radio to do whatever. But anyway, so this guy spoke to inner city uh, kids and he was an ex-con who'd straightened his life out and he does life coaching. And what he said, one of the things he said, it got me and it got me thinking and it got me right working towards wanting to see some change in my life. Um, He said a lot of these counselors and yeah, even life coaches, they speak to people's potential. Right, they speak to your, your. What do you want to do? Like that's a good question, and it is. What What do you want to do in your life? What are you good at? And thinking on these things, moving forward. But he said, no one spoke to my pain. No one spoke to my healing. And even organizations like the NFL are starting to see some of this, you know, psych evaluations. And it goes deeper than that. There's a wound in there. Like someone who's a troubled person who's very gifted in athletics, um, they will spend the extra money and time working with that person uh, a lot of times if they're smart, right? Because they've seen how, you know, a player is an investment and a team needs this person to play. So let's get their emotional wounds treated. And now the guy doing this talk was not an athlete, not talking about athletics. He was an ex-gang member. But listen, whatever the potential, whether it be athletics or that thing that you are good at, that is so incredibly important. No one got me, he felt like, right? Wounds on the heart are a lot harder to see than somebody limping around, for example. And I'm like, oh my God, me too. Right. Like I as well understand that. And, you know, from compulsion to creativity, that's a good goal. Right. And some of you may have got fired up about that. I didn't hear a lot of feedback from it, you know, and and so that's another reason I wanted to get back in touch with uh, attitude and energy. Right. Energy equals attitude. And you can have the right attitude about accomplishing your goals until you arrive on the field. Does that make sense? Um, Athletes have goals. And some of the best athletes, you know, they're good at accomplishing goals, setting goals and moving forward in their lives. But also, they understand, a lot of them understand, an injury. Some of them don't. Some of them want to keep producing more and more energy to keep moving forward towards their goal, right? The goal becomes bigger than, and then they're trying to uh, muster up more energy. And I thought of a great analogy for this being, um, 
Richard Sherman is a guy who plays for the for the Seattle Seahawks, all right? Now, regardless of your opinion of Richard Sherman, our controversial athlete, uh, part of why we're not in the playoffs right now, right? Um, anyway, Richard Sherman had goals, all right? You, you, you think he had goals? Do you think he had attitude equals, right? energy yeah but he tore his achilles tendon all right you tear your achilles tendon and that's gonna mess you up not to mention leave you in a tremendous amount of pain my point is to pull off any creative endeavor takes goal setting and goal setting isn't achieved when there's an injury right and this is where I got really curious about, and this is, it's been a curiosity thing for me for a lot of years, but I've seen in my own life how I have been able to mistake my scars for wounds. All right. Like a lot of times I thought I was talking about my scars and, and I think there's a lot of that in some of this manly sort of, or, or even spiritual, like there's some religious folks who are or, you know, just give it to Jesus, just nail it to the cross and put your past behind you, right? Like, why do you carry that around? Like, just put it behind you and move forward. Well, because there's an injury, right? There's a wound, not a scar. One of the ways I saw some of my wounds and understood that they were wounds and not scars, right? was doing this podcast, man. There's a few shows that I, you know, I lost it and I I was in tears and, and I said some stuff, right? And some of you sent emails and messages to me and said, hey, Russ, are, are you okay? You know, are you okay? And that was a big, uh, you know, red flashing light to say, that's a wound, man. That's a wound that still needs some healing. If you can't talk about it, that's a good sign that there's, there's a wound in there. Like if you can't talk about it at all, or you can't talk about it without getting really triggered, emotional is another word, right? Um, you, you, your being is, is just bristling with, ah, with uh, about that thing that had happened in your life. And so these wounds are like, um, they're the things that get in the way. I heard Tony Robbins talk about, you know, being a goal setter means that you understand the concept of a honing missile, right? Like a honing missile goes around its, you know, obstructions in order to get to the goal. And that can take some time. And it can also, like, there's there's an element of consciousness there right? Uh, Again, me understanding the difference between scars and wounds took waking up and being conscious of the fact that no, that's not a scar, Russ. That's still a wound. And again, we put time constraints on some of our goals, which um, I try not to do so much. But then again, I, I end up losing gas, like I run out of gas, and then I don't accomplish the goal that I wanted to accomplish, because I don't got motivation to or, you know, all these things I tell myself. Uh, the, the bottom line is that, again, I have some pain 
that needs to be dealt with so I can get back on the field, right? Get off injury reserve to move forward. So yes, season five had a good purpose and a good drive, compulsion into creativity. But season six, we're going to deal with some of the injuries, all right? And the fact that psychologists are saying, stop saying sex addiction, start saying intimacy disorder. To me, um, there's, there's a point towards a wound. There's a woundedness in our bodies most of the time, right? It's not in our heads. We're all trying to focus on getting our heads straight, yet below the neck is where the the injury is, right? It's in our sexuality. It's in our hearts. It's in being um, known. I've realized, and that's something I said in the show early on years ago, you know, some of this BS I learned from going to the Calvinist Mars Hill Church back when that thing existed. This uh, building walls and fighting. It's less about that. It's more of a process of surrender and deconstruction. More than it is building and fighting. One by one I've seen them fall Some just don't show up at all I'm just here to fight the fire All man ain't a man unless he has desire When the walls come down a couple of questions in this. Uh, number one was, uh, what is intimacy disorder and what does it have to do with sexual addiction? Uh, my current situation in 2018 is kicking off this new year. Uh, my confidence level, uh, sobriety. And three, uh, what does it mean to shift our want to's because I've talked about that a lot in this podcast. Like I'm not interested in white knuckling through another day. You know, if, if you're, I've said this from the beginning, right? For years, if you want to look at pornography, you're going to look at pornography. All right. This kind of uh, beating yourself up over it or, uh, you know, trying to, white knuckle through again that stuff does not work long term it just doesn't um all the scars on my body and soul all the trouble I've known hate to interrupt that bumper by Everclear but this is going to conclude part one why because I wanted to break these up into bite-sized, digestible chunks for you, the listener. I got a direction this thing's headed this season. Um, So you might want to go ahead and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't yet. ASI247.org is the website for this uh, podcast. At Russ Shaw is my Twitter handle. 
and the Facebook group if you'd like to add to the conversation. Also, any of you millennials out there that have uh, good music that has touched your heart or soul, a uh, piece of art, film, uh, go ahead and uh, post on there. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to put some other tunes up as well. Uh, or if you're a musician, man, I'd love to hear from you as well. Um, it's heart, mind, love, sex, and affection on Facebook. Write that down. <laughs> Right, it's it's a little mouthful. Heart, mind, love, sex, and affection on uh, Facebook is the Facebook page. Um, thanks again for listening. Till next time, bye.